right, today's podcast, uh, welcoming the main man in Dilber Sock in the house. He oh. is the uh, owner and operator of Clark Lane. He also runs a gym called The Underground. And I've actually worked with him, how many years ago? Jeez. Snap Fitness Days. Snap Fitness. When was it? I, I'm really bad with years. So I'm, I'm going to say 2013, 14. Yeah. yeah. It has to be around then. Yeah. I reckon I, was, um, I managed for two years yeah, and then I started doing the regional stuff, like flying up to yeah, Canberra. I remember. And that's when Harley started stepping up. Yep. But yeah, we're all pretty green back then. I was going to say, it was a long time ago, but... Um, let the other people know a bit about yourself without me talking about you. Hit me, go. Oh, um, yeah, I guess I come down. I was uh, I went to primary school here, St. Pat's Primary School. Yep. Let's just start right back. Right back. Uh, and then uh, went, went to primary school here, then went to Warrnambool. So I actually went to high school at Emmanuel College in Warrnambool. Uh, graduated about 2008, 2009, come down here, went to Fed Uni and lived on res. Yep. Uh, and then I yeah, did civil engineering for the next three and a half years Is at that? Fed Uni. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, never, you'd never use that. Yeah, no. yeah. And I've probably got a couple of subjects left yeah. to finish. But uh, uh, and then um, that's that's so when I finished uni, I went and uh, that's when I did all that fitness marketing and ended up coming back and yeah, meeting you at Snap. Yep. So yeah, but uh, yeah, but been around the traps now for probably ten years around Ballarat. Yep. Started Clark Clean about five years ago. Um, scaled that uh, quite rapidly. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind since then. And then uh, probably two three years ago now, started the underground some stupid reason I thought I'd start another business when my cleaning company's still in a startup phase yep. so uh, it's just yeah and then, and then yeah just been cruising around Ballarat you'll uh, see me floating around I sort of do a bit of community stuff so I did that Dancing with the Stars stuff a couple of years ago I was ago going to say and, I remember uh, smooth yeah. they had the shirt open <laughs> <laughs> oh, they wanted me to have the shirt off and I just said, I said no no you can't do that <laughs> I can't. said I'll leave that to Tate Radley yeah. he'll be here this year he'll be here this year is that when, when, when's it when, when's it next this week next week yeah I, I think it, it has to be next week um, it sucks though because they're not doing yeah the, not doing live. they're doing like 150 seats in there and then live streaming because of COVID. I was a bit pissy last time. Did you come? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you I was filming, was filming them, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, I can't remember anything. I was terrified the whole yeah, time. It was, it was, I don't think I've ever sweated so much. You were, I remember I came up to you with the camera in your <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, that's right. Hey, how you going? Good, good, mate. <laughs> I think my voice is perfectly high-pitched <laughs> for the whole night. Yeah. Um, all right, so take me back to stat days. I, oh, geez, I, there's, there's one story I really remember. I'm worried about this. Yeah, I? No, it wasn't bad on your behalf. It was pretty bad on mine and Harley's behalf, I guess. But remember the the Christmas party? Oh, I'm trying to think. Do you remember? Yeah, like, uh, I bit Harley's finger or... Oh, where did Iris, we go? Iris Murphy's. We, 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 got, yes. we got pretty loose, didn't we? And I don't think you were drinking much at, at no, that no, point. No, no, no. I was working. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, very, maybe once or twice a year at that point. Yeah, and Harley was very similar. Yep, and very then, similar. Crap and then shit. I was just a piss head. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was home pretty early. but um, Yeah, so talk to me about how you sort of transitioned from that snap period into... Well, where did you go after snap? Straight to Clark Clean. Straight to Clark Clean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yep. the snap stuff was interesting. Like, we... Oh, I got involved after you and Harley. So yep. you were with, like the original manager. I think her name was Patsy. And then yeah, Patsy, yep. I think they, she grew it to about 500 members. Mm. Uh, and then that's when I transitioned in. And I'd, I'd come from a, a straight sports marketing, like 12 months on the road, uh, in a, like eight-week camp. CPM, no, what was it? CRM? CPM? C, uh, oh, CFM. CFM. Creative, Creative yeah, Fitness yeah, Marketing. That's it, yeah. yeah. And then we would be in and out of independent gyms all over Australia. Uh, doing six to eight weeks sort of marketing campaigns yeah. and we would do the marketing and then we would close the members and but we'd be signing members for three-year deals so we'd go in and we might sign up like 150 members over six weeks three years yeah they're three-year contracts so 
I learned a lot of my talking ability and my sales skills from from that. <laughs> um, say, and it was mainly like it was it was good. It was it was mainly commission based. So yeah. it was a bit of a cowboy era. So you're living out of a backpack. You're selling all day, partying all night. So it was like a it was a good fun lifestyle for twelve months. Yep. Um, so then I got into Snap, and I was like, oh cool. What, like what memberships are we selling? No contract. I was like, oh, this is going to be the easiest thing on the planet. Yep. And then. Uh, I think we, we took it. We had we had you boys. Who else did we have as coaches? Uh, Renee. Was she Renee, there at that time? I Renee, think so. And, and then, um, Stacey. We had Stacey. Then we ended up getting Zoe. We, we had, Zoe, yeah. We, we had it. And Scott. So we had, um, Scotty, yeah. We had five or six trainers at one point, didn't it we? Was. And then, it was. And then we, we were basically closing, what, 30 memberships a, like a month on average. Yep. And we grew it to about 1,500 members within so 12. Are we going to get to 14 or 1,500? Yeah. It's massive. For, yeah. Like, that's huge. Huge. Um, we, but our franchises have those peaks, though. So, like, all franchises, they have a life cycle. And you've, you, the, the key is to get in on the up and, and watch it scale. And if you're a smart businessman, you might bang out three or four clubs quite rapidly because you're barely doing any marketing, but the brand is growing the business for you. Yep. Um, and then you got to get out before the slow decline. So yep. if you look at like Snap now, it's been suffering like a slow drawn out death for for probably 10 years, isn't it? So I think they just sold it. Yeah, they did. And I think they sold, when they sold it, they had about 500 members, which is like, I think you break even for a club like that is like 450 to 480. Okay. Because they're quite, they're quite expensive clubs to run. Yep. So, yeah, they're interesting model. So you've got to get in, get out with franchises. Mm. So oh, you, unless unless you're like a big group, like if you uh, like a group and you've got seven or eight, uh, and and you're making your percentage off the top of all of them, yep. then you can afford to sit on it. Okay. Yeah. But if you're going to be a single franchise operator, you, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the same with anything. Boost Juice, Glory Jeans, any of those franchise models. If you're going to try and be a single operator in a franchise, you, you're going to struggle yep. after a certain time period. Yeah. So yeah. Take me, um, take me back to Clark Clean. Number one, how'd the name come about? Which, oh, geez, I'm excited. We're drinking wine today. We are <laughs> drinking wine today. So, what time? It's twelve o'clock, isn't it's it? It's twelve o'clock. So, yeah, yeah. 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 It was nah, I, I cracked a little gag yesterday about let's get let's get pissed during the podcast and rock up. And Josh has got a bottle of red. Ready I was to serious. Go. I was, I was yeah. amped up. It's a Thursday or a Friday. Somewhere. I like the, the studio too. So for those who aren't aware, the studio is at like the Regent Cinema. The Regent Cinema. So, Big Bad Steve Anderson. He's um he's gave us a. a, a Fantastic facility. It's got a the balcony's good, isn't it? It's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. It be, if we were shooting out there, we'd have to have sunnies on, though. Yeah, it's sunny, <laughs> sunny out there. But um, it, but, um so Clark Clark, yeah, Clark Clark, yeah. Yep. So like, I got, so with the gym stuff, they, but by the end of it, I was looking after about nine Snap Fitnesses yep. for for head office, um, and traveling up there. I was gone for like two weeks of every month. Um, Where's that Brisbane or something? I was in Brisbane, and then I was in Canberra. Remember yep. I took all these Canberra yeah, clubs? Yeah, yep. And um. And basically, they didn't bump my pay up, so I was just getting the I paid a club manager's role, but yep. I was essentially doing an area manager's role for, for nearly twelve months. Okay. So I got sort of jack shit of it, and I was like, "Cool, I want to get paid this." And then they're like, "Oh, no, nah, can't can't afford to do that." Um, so I was like, "Sweet, now I just want to get rich." I was like, <laughs> I got, "Yeah, I was just like, I, I was a bro, I think I was like twenty four, and I was just like, stuff this. I just want to make some money." Yep. Um, I didn't have any money to start a gym at that point, uh, and I knew that my skill was in sort of sales and sort of marketing. Um, so I, I was like, cool. I did a bit of Googling and I saw that the three biggest cleaning companies in Ballarat were all not on the first page of Google. They were okay. all like third or fourth. Yep. Spoke to a few um, a few people. It was actually the cleaner at, at um, Snap Fitness, Rin, uh, from Rin's Cleaning. Oh, I remember Rin Taylor. Yeah, she was a, yeah, she's, a, yes, she's, yeah. a, she's a cracker. So she goes, I've got too much work. 
like I just can't like I'm knocking back work every week and I'm just like this sounds interesting so I start, that's when I started doing some digging um, and I thought cool I'll build a powerful website uh, and then uh, the website was to make us perception wise look like we were massive yeah so I built this website so that the perception was we were a big company in reality it was just me with a mobile phone and that was it we had, I had like one vacuum and a couple of cleaning products yep. and then um yeah, just started cleaning in my lunch break on the weekends after snap, uh, just to test it. Yep. And the work just kept coming, and I just kept getting busier and busier and busier. Uh, and then as soon as I could cover my rent, uh, I just went all in. Yep. And uh, and that's when I left snap and got into the cleaning. And then by, yeah, by the end of our first twelve months in the cleaning, I had about uh, another twenty staff working for me. Wow, you always look for staff, aren't you? Oh, is it is it more staff or just turnover? Just just turnover. You think it like. When you look at uh, like industries, as far as like cleaners aren't, they don't like they don't want to be a career cleaner. And if they are a career cleaner, it's either by accident or they've sort of settled into that routine and and they're quite happy to do it. Yep. But that's a very very small uh, like minority of cleaning staff. So the rest of them are students or people stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place. Yep. You know, they, 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 it's not their dream job, but they need something to pay the bills before they can you know finish their online course or or apply for that dream job that they really want yep. so we get lots so it's just high turnover yep. you'll get people come in they'll kill it for six months and then they'll they'll get a better job offer or they'll go back to uni or something like that so yep. um when you get up to sort of our level where you've got sort of 50 cleaners running around it's a constant game of constantly hiring because you know that if you're hiring and onboarding you can guarantee that at least one or two a month they're going to fall out the bottom yep. because they've got a like a, a new job or you know moving away or something like that so uh, so it is, it's quite a high turnover. Um, uh, you'll keep your core staff, that your core team, but the, the fringe cleaners who might do 10 to 15, you know, 20 hours a week, they're the yep. ones that you'll, you'll turn over quite rapidly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so constantly looking. And you've got to be creative too. So like... Hey, like I do notice some of your Facebook yeah, so it's quite you've just got like Because if you just keep putting out the same boring job ad, it just quickly uh, people get that blindness. Like yep. they see it all the time. So I'm just constantly trying to put... Like Donald Trump pictures. I did say that. I was going to say Donald yeah, Trump yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I had one stupid ad that got heaps of hits, and it just said "free money," and then underneath it in brackets, "may have to work for the money." <laughs> <laughs> we had like 20, 30 applicants on that job ad. Like, yep. and so, yeah, you got to be creative to get staff. And um, COVID's been a killer. So, killer or good? Well, both. We so sixty percent of our company was hospitality venues, pubs, and clubs. Yeah. Uh, so they all shut. So yeah. everyone's like, oh, "Cleaning, you're going to kill it." And yeah. like my business halved in size, the same as every other business yeah. at, at the announcement of COVID. Uh, and then we quickly uh, we quickly doubled in size through last year, but couldn't get people to work. So the mathematics was: if you were getting job uh, keeper, mm. uh, it's fifteen hundred a fortnight. Your take home after tax was about thirteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, roughly, a full-time cleaner, your take-home after tax might be fourteen fifty. Right. So not much worth. Yeah. Like, so you what you want to do? You do thirty eight. You do thirty eight hours a week for for one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. That was the logic. Yeah. So, in that regard, it was really really tricky, and you got plenty of internationals. So we we, we did get the staff, but I just found we couldn't get the the Aussies who wanted to work, and um, yeah, it was interesting. We're still struggling now. I, okay. I think yeah. So. And a lot of labour companies I work to are also struggling. So there's still a bit of a hangover. Yeah. Uh, and a, and I, I'm not too sure what's going on, whether they're sort of sitting tight, waiting for them, like the handouts to stop before they start applying for and jobs. It starts this or, month? This month? Yeah, well, it should be. It started, we're starting to see more and more apply. Yeah. 
But the main interview question is like, where were you three months ago? Like, what, what were you doing? What were you doing? Like, yeah. yeah. And if they say so, oh, nothing. Like sitting at home. Like yep. it's a, it's a pretty tough question for them to overcome in their their job interview, isn't yeah, it? Of course. Like, oh, no, I, I don't. I don't necessarily bl- like blame them. Like if I can sit home with my family and I've got you know. And yeah. I, and I'm get, like, I, I I get it. No, look, and, and when you like, that's what I'm, I'm. I'm the same as you. Yeah. Like I'm, on one page, I'm like, cool. If you really want to work, you'll fucking work. Yeah. Like and like if you're really smart, you'll go cool everyone else is sitting home on their ass I'm going to go out and get the good jobs now yep. so that when all these hundreds of thousands of people start applying for jobs I've locked one down yep. and then on the other note like you've got a small child at home like a lot of people would be going cool I'm going to take this time to actually re- and reflect and, yeah. and you know and, and do some stuff that I've wanted to do at home and spend time with my family and, and not stress about that for a little while so yeah on the same note it's two sided isn't it yeah definitely yeah. It depends where your value is that's very true Did um, and how did the name come about Oh, it's um. Well, my name, last name's Lasock, so Lasock Clean doesn't really have. Doesn't, doesn't really have quite a, on that ring to it. Have a, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, in French it just means the sock. Like it's just such a the sock. Yeah, sock. yeah. So like it doesn't like who like it's it's just a it's a it's a bad name. Don't it's so a bad what, name. What did you jump uh, and Google and do the rap no, name? No, no, my, my nan's maiden name's Clark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always been a big backer of mine, so. Um, uh, like what I said when I said to my granddad, oh, I think I'm going to drop out of uni and start a cleaning company. He was yep. like, "Well, you know, do you want maybe maybe finish? You've only got a little bit to go." Rah, rah. Yep. And then Nan was like, "Nah, just do it." Really? <laughs> yeah. It's right. interesting yeah. coming from from grandparents too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were my um, they uh, they they were more so my parents for okay. for, for my, like most of my teenage years. So. Yep. So they they were the ones I'd always come to and ask for advice. So yeah, you what parent you don't? No, I moved I moved out of home when I was fourteen, so sort of come from really. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of your questions, I think, when you hit me up with, was what's some one thing that people don't know about you? Uh, and I suppose it's pretty, I'm pretty self made. I moved out of home when I was fourteen. Fourteen. So, yeah, yeah. <sighs> had, had heaps of support from uh, my like my auntie and uncle, my grandparents, and then moved in with one of my best mates' families uh, from Warrnambool, and they took me in all through high school. So. Yep. I wouldn't have finished school and gone to uni if I hadn't have like been taken in by this this family who sort of put me on the right track. And then the same thing with my grandparents who always sort of uh, uh, pushed me in the right direction essentially. So, so you they, were they originally from Ballarat? Your parents? Uh, yeah, still yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think the so my my mum passed away when I was younger, okay. and then uh, my dad remarried, and then uh, my dad and my step stepmom are down. I think they're down Geelong, okay. down Geelong way, somewhere yeah. down there. So yeah. Mate. So there you go. There's a few. There's yeah, a few fun facts. Yeah. No, you all this time. Didn't know nothing about that. No, not a lot of people don't. Like, I've got some of my best mates, and then uh, we'll just be having a chat, and and, and they'll ask me, and they go, "Oh shit, I had no idea. I've yeah. known you for ten years. You've never said anything." Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, I've just told everyone in your podcast. There you go. So, <laughs> go far. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Wow. Moving on. Uh, underground. So how? So from. Clark Clean, obviously you were there for what, a year or two years before you started the underground or? Yeah. 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 We were still in like the tornado of rapid growth. Yeah. So, um, and you uh, obviously what did I do? No, so I remember I bought into the F45. Yeah. And then yeah, had, a, had, a, had, a, had a falling out sort of, a, yep. you know, that, that just sort of, that partnership sort of fell, fell apart. So yep. I, I sold my shares in that and sort of moved on. And yep. then um, when I exited that business, um, I just had people sort of in my ear saying, "Cool, start. You should, you should start something." Okay. Yep. Probably Harley, one of the biggest ones. I reckon Harley. Was asked he? Me. I reckon every six months you go, "When are you starting the gym? Yep. When are you starting the gym? Yep. When are you starting the gym?" And I think by that stage, you guys might have opened Iron Oak. I think by then, potentially. 2015. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I reckon we were. 
Were we see, we would have been 17. Yeah, 2017, I reckon we opened. Opened 2017? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was a few years. And Toddy, was um, Toddy there initially? Yeah, well, to, it was, uh, it was to, so Toddy and Jazz had the space initially. Yep. And they, I think they bought some, some of the equipment yeah, and um, the space off. Uh, he, goes, he goes to, to Iron Oak now, Jamie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I think they were just running like a little boot camp thing, and yep. the, and they, like those boys were just flat out as it was. Yeah. So at that point they were like, "Do you want to come in and, and do something?" And then uh, I was like, "Yeah, sweet." But I think what they expected was probably me to come in and run like a boot camp. But I come in and just I had signage, I had branding, I Everything. had like the software, I had like the speaker system. I just like ramped it right up, and yep. they've just sort of gone, "Oh crap, this is an actual, an actual business now." Um, so. Uh, we, we, we sort of worked together for about 12 months and then just sort of uh, uh, drifted away. Toddy, Toddy used to run Friday night sessions and he's still pr- uh, pretty involved, floats in, does stuff. Yeah. Um, but we've just sort of, uh, I've sort of grown it into a full-blown company now. Yeah. So I've probably still got a loan of two of their rowers. So... <laughs> So, yeah, we've I'll still got the, that. I'll ask yeah, so. yeah. I think those rollers. I'll probably owe you some money for those, sport, eh? Oh well, bad luck, <laughs> bad luck, Toddy. It's tax yeah, time, yeah. mate. Everyone gets taxed, you know. Well, what is it if it's been there for? What, been there like, for twelve months. It's it's, it's financial it's, year. It's a tax. It's that's taxed. it. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. And now that's that's gone fairly well. Now I notice you keep improving that as you go along too. Yeah, it's a bit of a hobby, a hobby business. So. Um, We've done. We spent a lot of money on sort of uh, like like more market research and education and and marketing funnels and sort of we really want to expand rapidly sort of into that on, online space and yep. we've got some pretty big um, goals and plans for the future where we're sort of starting we want to start messing around with some virtual reality stuff and and sort of uh, moving moving like, in that sort like of direction bike, bike rides and that sort of like the bike well, sort of stuff similar like a similar model to something like Peloton um, where oh, yeah, uh, that. where the essential model is they come in. Uh, they lock you into a three-year like repayment deal, but they put the bike in your house and put the monitor there, set it all up for you, and pretty much you can ride with your mates every day, like virtually, essentially. And like you be talking to them, you can do a leg of the Tour de France, and you've got your mates around you on your bike, and you're just at home on your exercise bike. So it's a, it's a cool little uh, engagement. Like it, you can still hang out with your mates, but you're in the comfort of your own home. So it's very engaging. Yep. Uh, like I think the future. Uh, like far down the track future would be cool if you could do something similar where you set you know set a power rack up in someone's shed and they've got a 42 inch lcd on the on the wall uh and they're yeah they're doing proper you know proper squat session with their mates mates and and a coach like so and it's the same sort of interactiveness they can yak talk laugh but they're not at the gym together they're at home in their own garage one of my favorite movies actually i watched it downstairs here um What's the... Jeez, I've lost it. One of my favourite movies. Yeah, the, the VR one. You've got lots of favourite movies. No, no, no. You know the one. Uh, Ready oh, Player One. Ready yeah. Player One. Oh. Yeah. Well, isn't oh. that, yeah. And that's a bit of a... Like a, like a yeah, that's, I, I think that's where I got probably a bit of the... That and Peloton and sort of seeing... And I went to Melbourne and did a VR, like, uh, game. And I, I just jumped in, off it. In... Um, uh, North Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, I've done and it. I, and I just finished and I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. Did you get motion sickness though? Uh, no. 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 But my favourite YouTube videos are people stuffing up on virtual reality. Oh, yes. I love like, that. Like, like, running, 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 yeah. running the walls. Yeah, running the walls, <laughs> running the TV, like punching someone. Yep. It's, the, it's the best. So I think if, you, if you're playing in that headspace in the next 10 years, um, there's definitely opportunity there. And there's plenty happening in yep. that area. Uh, brick and mortar is always going to be my favourite because yep. it's the real human interaction. But... To be a, a successful sort of micro strength and conditioning gym, I think you've got to be thinking of like your vertical stacking. Like yeah. where where are your revenue sources coming from? You can't just rely on uh, gym membership anymore. You've yeah. got to have four to five tiers of profit profit income. 
Um, so yeah, that, that's that, that's sort of what we're playing with at the moment. But it's fun. It's not. It's not not much pressure on it. You know. Um, you know, we're not. We don't have to hit uh, massive financial goals or anything like that because we've got the cushion of a, of a secondary company like Clark Clean that yep. just sort of balances it. So we're just sort of taking our time and, and really sort of trying to build something quite special. Yep. But it's a long-term plan. I'm in no hurry to conquer the world with the underground. It's just a it's just a fun community, yep. and I think that's the main feedback we get from anyone who's come along is it's just a really engaging, sort of vibrant, fun community to be a part of. Are you, you said the, the plan would be long-term though to get a bigger spot? 100%, yeah, yeah. I'd love to uh, I'd love to get a bigger spot, sort of, you know, duplicate studio so you can be running your large group on one and then your private coaching and semi-private on the other. Yep. And then also have a, like a semi, like a proper coaching area yep. where you can have your PTs running their sessions you know, premium shower, toilet facilities, cafe, like a full community-based sort of experience. You know, yep. might, might do blood work, like make it really sort of high-end yep. premium. Yep. Um, we've spoken about it a lot, haven't we? Like yeah, Bar- yeah. Barrett's full of um, heaps and heaps of gyms. There's a lot of gyms. I think yeah. it's over. Someone told me from one of the other gyms that it was 100 facilities. Yeah. That's including like boot camps and like little studios and stuff. facilities, yeah. Over 100 facilities. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And I, but I think we're quite lucky in Ballarat. We have like if, if, if I'd go as far as to say 50% of those clubs or gyms or boot camps tried to operate that same model in Melbourne or Sydney, they'd be closed in within trouble. a couple of months. Yep. Yeah. We, we, we have the luxury of a big pool with a very sort of low bar threshold for expectations when it comes to fitness in Ballarat. Yep. So I think we've, um, like it's, it's been easy, hasn't it? You pop up a shed, you put some weights in it and you don't do anything and all of a sudden you've got two or 300 members. Yep. Like it's just an easy, easy market Ballarat to sort of experiment and do stuff. Yep. But like if I had tried to build the underground in Melbourne, it would have, would have lasted six months. Yep. So like you, you're like, you can't build stuff like we build here in those markets because they're oh, they're, ten, they're ten years ahead of us. And even like the rent, like the rent down there is astronomical. It's, it's yeah. Like I, it, I sort of look at the underground and sort of think it's quite similar to like uh, the RBTs and that down there. That's essentially the same grain as what we're trying to do. Yep. Like our biggest battle is our market and our brand. Yeah. And like mark, but it's hard to build a brand properly from scratch in under sort of 10 years, I think, before yep. you can sort of really sort of hit your straps and get a bit of brand recognition. I think before that, you're just experimenting too much and, yep. and your brand takes on too many different life forms as you build and develop your company to where it sort of, you, until you find that level field of like, yep, yeah, this is us and this yep. is what we're going to do and this is our market position. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's our biggest battle is to try and separate ourselves from say F45s or your sweaty AFs like, because we're not a hit gym yep. and, we're, and, and we, we, we have proper strength and conditioning. Yep. That a lot of the members who come in will go, oh, we just thought you were like those guys. Okay. Because we just, and that, that makes me, we've still got so much work to do with yep. our branding. Yep. You've got a different opinion and a lot of people who are close to me would have a different opinion just because I talk about it so much and yep. you guys see my content a lot more. Yep. But the wider population, has no sort of differentiation we'll between just us. All in the one sort of thing. I think so. Yeah, yep. yeah. And most most of our, most people are really uneducated when about the different grains of fitness. Yeah. So it's like ones like they probably think they're all very similar. It's all hit or it's all this. Like, yep. so it's about it's about educating. I think so. That's where, uh, well, that's where you you're doing really well with all your social media stuff and your messaging, uh, and it's something that we're oh, we're trying to get into. Whatever. I talk I talk so much shit. I, I love it. <laughs> Oh, no. I just I, um, trash. My messages to you yesterday, I was saying that like one of the my favourite things about you is you've always uh, even at uh, Snap, 
you had that this rock solid clientele very quickly. Yeah. And you've still got that same clientele essentially. Still got a lot to, of the same people to this day. Yeah. Two thousand eleven. So. You, you were very naturally gifted at uh, building, cementing, locking down relationships for the long term yep. and then having long-term customer base, uh, but then not letting that sort of rope you into what you wanted to do. So yep. I remember talking to you and we'd have these meetings and we'd be like, cool, you've got to get on social media. And, you, and we're like, I'm not bloody doing that. And they're like, I'm not taking a selfie, like all that sort of stuff. Um, and then all the- it's Definitely changed. Times, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, and then you got a camera and then uh, you've just gone off on, the, on this beautiful tangent of like creativity. Yep. And it's sort of led you on so many little different journeys and paths. Yep. But um, you've always done exactly what you uh, wanted to do without outside influence. Yep. Like nothing's ever really had much of an influence on you as far as, oh, I should be doing this, or society says I should be doing this, you've always gone, oh, I want to shoot videos. Yep. And then you just go and make the weirdest, the, wackiest, oh, wonderful videos. videos. And then... Get full on sometimes. Yeah. I, do, I, I just can't see, and this is my sort of perspective on money and things like that. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy building businesses, I enjoy making money, but at what cost, I always say. Yeah. I'll never do anything that... I sort of I set standards for myself now of, I'll never do anything or like... For example, if someone wanted me to bring somebody on that I had no interest in, yep, like, and I just, I just don't want to do it. I just don't do it because I, like, I just can't see the, the purpose of it. But I also do it, thinking like if I start filming these videos and they're like weird and wacky, yep, and then you have some businesses approach you that are like, can you do a skip video for us like that? It's all yeah. I sort of just want to build it into something like that. So you know yep. what you're getting. Like I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, and I like, and and that's what. Um, you, you, your value system has always been very set. You've always, uh, and I wanted to talk to you more about that. Was like, you seem like from a young age you had a very level grounding, and a, and a, it probably stems from your, your your family or whatever, whatever it was. But you've always had that like core value system, and you've yeah. never differentiated from it. No. You know, a lot of young people will go through a journey of self discovery. Yeah. So they might have. Uh, they might be all over the shop as a teenager and then they get a little bit stable in their early 20s but they do some bad stuff and they yep. experiment with this and then they really sort of find themselves in their late 20s and then you've always had that sort of core stability and moral value yep. and it's always and it's led you on such a cool little path yep. but where do you think that stems from? Here we go. The interview's turning around here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's interviewing who? It, it, oh, Honest, I, I'm, I'm pretty spiteful. I can be spiteful sometimes. Really? Yeah. Which oh, sounds wow. like I, I try to, to try and not do it but my uh I can't say it well really my yeah. well, mum and dad so when i was yeah nine i was pretty overweight really overweight really and yeah. um i remember like there's things that just can we get a, with can you. we get a photo up just can we get a photo in photo, photo. i get yeah, a photo yeah, yeah, yeah. put up there <laughs> and um my dad i had and like this sounds really mean but He's always been quite hard, but he's like yeah. he's been a great dad. But he yeah. stern, he very stern, farmer. yeah, like farmer, farmer. Yeah, yeah, we've come off farm. So he he um he said to me one day, and it's like I just, I'll never ever forget it. You stand up, so I had no top on. You know how you like you sit on the couch, you oh, got rolls yeah. in the stomach or whatever. Yeah. And I stand up, and he goes, "You're getting too fucking fat." And just as blunt as that, blunt as that, and that that hit like that was like because you were, how old were you then? That was like. Uh, 14? Oh, such a yeah. such a the pivotal age. brutally yeah. uh, self-conscious age Bit, to be big time, and it was like I ran every day, like every morning I'd get up and run. Because your dad's like, a hero at that, that age. Oh, 100 yeah. percent, So I was and like, like a, st- I was like, I was crushed. By you it. still think they're gone <laughs> yeah. at that point? Like, they do no wrong. Um, but, and it's interesting. Like he's always like I know that everything he says has good intention behind it. Yep. So even like when we started um, 
the gyms and that. Or yeah. No, personal training even. So was he always quite a, um, a sceptic? Oh, I don't know if oh, you should do that. Yeah, uh, 100%. Like, I, don't 100%. Think, I think you're making, you know, you, you need Maybe to focus on this. Well, like he's very, he's very, um, dad's complete opposite. I like to go head first. Yeah. Dad's very calculated and weights. Yeah. And I, um. That's a generational yeah, thing. Like, well, yeah, like, what you see. And the same thing, I remember this sticking out of my head. Um, moved down here from Stall. Yep. And just turned 18, and uh, PT course, night time. Yep. It's all night time school. And uh, in PA, it's just like they both, they both said the same thing. It's, it's a nothing job and a nothing industry. And Is I never, ever, ever forgot. Like it, that's what I mean. Like, did it's the spite. That did you use like, it as a chip? Like, it was. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah I was bad. You're like, like I'm, I'm going to succeed. I, I had a. I had a I had this. This this stems deep. This yeah. Where, where's that yeah. bottle of wine? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> Let's give him a plug. Let's I might keep sending it. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, he he said to me. Um, no, I had in my head. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna earn fifty thousand dollars, and I'll put it in the bank. Yes. And I'm gonna turn it around one day on him and just just. And I, I saved it in Snap, saved to a T. Yeah. So I used to do nothing. Like I was like nothing but work and save. Tell yeah. I'm working out at the time. Yeah. And I remember, I remember this exact day. It was on Friday night before a footy game at Navarre. And I turned, turned my, um, I was, I was doing bookwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get home late at night, and then um, I, I'm like, "What's that?" And he goes, "What?" And I turned my laptop around, and it was 50, like fifty pound a dot to on the, the team, dot in the account. He goes, "What's that?" I said, "That's um." Like, where'd you get that? And I was like, that's my, my nothing job and my nothing industry. It was like a year and a half later, two years, something, something ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it just stuck. So I've tried to stop spiteful. That's, that's not, that, I wouldn't even consider that. Like, so that's not the spiteful I thought you were talking about. We think, we, uh, we, I, thought you, I thought you might have been talking more about like spiteful, like like uh, hold grudges against people or anything like that. That's more of a chip I, I describe it as. And it's like a chip you've used leverage for positive things. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So like a lot of your, like you, you've used incidents like that to drive like self-determination yep. and goal setting and like I'm going to prove them wrong yep um oh yeah not that I was still more, more spiteful of like 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 pure spite oh, like, no, 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 no. I hate that person because he's successful or, or like he's I hate him because he's got no, red, no, I hate him because he's no, got red, I hate yeah, gingers no, I hate, they got red hair <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> that's cool uh, moving on from me mate uh, can, can we um can we can we talk about do you have any regrets in terms of business or anything is there anything that you wish you had done or like any lessons or oh heaps and heaps of lessons uh nothing i regret though so i've probably still lost more money than i've made yep. in my business career yeah because i'm I ta- i'm i'm like you i'll just dive in head first and give stuff a crack and yep. i probably in my early days i, I um I'm still in my early days, but my say my early 20s and mid 20s, I would probably trust people that I wouldn't trust now, or mm-hmm. dive into opportunities that I hadn't actually done the homework on and, and assessed like who I was actually jumping to business with. Yep. Um, but no regrets. It's made me very astute at, at what I do now. So my success now uh, and for the next 10 years will be purely through those experiences yep. um, of just being put through the washing machine. And it's um, yeah, that, that that's all part of life, though, isn't it? I think that the more uh, it's all perception. Like the more hard stuff you go through, the more layers you get in your armor. Yeah. And the more resilient you get, and the yep. more versatile you get, the more creative you get. Um, the only thing that you've got to combat as you get older is that as you get older, you get more uh, inclined to be protective of wealth. Yep. So I think I found in my early to mid twenties, 
money like was no I, I, I didn't care if I lost everything tomorrow I'd just go out and build it again yep. now as I've built become more wealthy it's now become a matter of oh shit if I lose everything now is it going to take me 10 years to get back to where I am yep. so suddenly you're combating that uh, that risk assessment like am I still going to take the risks that I took uh, five years ago yep um, I like to think so, but probably more calculated yeah. uh, and, and, and slower yeah. like sort of thing. So, yeah. So, no massive regrets. Um, and chasing, I think, same, like chasing money, I think, mm. um, I, think I got, a, for a few years there, just got really hooked on, on making cash. It can get and bad. It, yeah. like, I feel like, yeah. that's what I said, like it's, I always recommend, especially 20s to 30s, I think you, everybody should go out and do what they want because you've got, you don't really have anything to lose. Like if, you know, if you, Rather than starting a job, a desk job, because you're desperate. Yeah. Like you look at um, even something like, do you watch the Uninspired Boys? No. On no. Instagram? In, inspired? Oh, yeah, the, the Daily yeah. Uninspired. The, the video boys. Yeah, so, so, they, yeah. so funny. Yeah, so funny. So right. like their, their sort of concept, and I'll look at that and just think like that, that's spot on. They yeah. do what they love. Yep. And then they build something towards doing something they love. Exactly. So they, make, they start to make money yeah. off it. So they, and, and they're so, uh, they're, they're so individual. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the main thing. They're just they they they're silly selves, mm-hmm. and they just do funny stuff that's funny to them. Yep, uh, and it's so individual. They're not trying to do. They're trying to be anybody yeah. else but themselves. Yeah, it's very it's perfect. It is perfect, isn't it? Yeah, and um, yeah, it's very very cool. Hard to do. Like, there's plenty of people in saturated marketplace. Mm. So they're probably um a bit of an enigma, aren't they, with Instagram? Maybe because these corn. days, yep. these hard days, to build. hard to build. Yeah, mm. yeah, like ten. Uh, what, how long of a five years ago it would have been like. A lot easier. Saying no. It was 2013. I think Facebook changed in 2015, I remember. So, like, it sort of became a pay-to-play game almost unless you were making super viral content that was just getting shared by everybody. Yeah. And there's very few. Yeah, before. Like, I I, um, I don't know if you know Bianca that owns Simply Whole Foods. Uh, No, but I I have heard you talk about it before. Yeah, Yeah. well, so she... She, it's like, oh, it just happened by accident. And I was talking to her yeah. yesterday. She's got 250,000 followers on Facebook. Really? Yeah, from Ballarat. She just does like cookbooks and. So, and she's she got 250,000 followers. 250,000 followers on there. It's quite unbelievable. How long and have you been doing that for? Well, 2013. And it just, expl- like, it just exploded. It's it's like, well, she just started doing, um, making her own recipes, putting them up. You know, people yep. like the food. Yeah. And just bang. So is this, um, she had a cafe on Sturt. No, 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 no. no. Never had a cafe. Never she had, had like cafe. e-books. And yeah, all online. Yeah, yep. all online. So yep. Oh, like she, she printed books out. Yeah. But then, yeah. yeah. That's unreal. Yeah, unbelievable. That's but a, that's, that's a, what a, it's like, a, it's such a big advantage to have it. It is. Back it's, then, it's just... It's trickier to monetize now. I yep. feel like, um, like we look at TikTok and every second person on TikTok's got a million followers. Yeah. But that, it's not monetized. Um, no, yeah, no. Yeah, not unless get, I can transfer across, maybe. It, is, yeah, exactly. And that's sort of the that's I think that's the way social media is heading now. Is that it's great for entertainment and sort of viral quality and that sort of stuff. But it's like unless you've got like now you're seeing that the like the blue bloods come out like um uh like Aussie strength strength coach is one that I've been yep. following a lot lately. And then his mate uh, the spine expert. Um, uh, he looks uh, like Andrew Locke. Yeah, yeah, I've been down to him. Have you? Yeah, yeah, I have. He's a big dude. He's, he looks you like need. a giant he Viking bikey. I wears think like, he's like um, he the, wears like uh, velvet. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah he's, he's like always like, wears like big dog collars yep. and like uh, he's the most bizarre looking human on the planet. And his voice puts me to sleep. Yep. But they have like come that full circle where it's value based content. Yep. So people you now follow them 
uh, because it's proper value. You learn so much when you watch it and then you buy their content. So that's, it's very hard for a junior with no experience to get sort of famous. I think that sort of, um, yeah, if you're super ripped um, yep. and you start doing exercises on Instagram, you might get a few online clients from yeah, not young like people. Yeah, not like it was though. Not like, like it was. No. Like back then you could be a PT, you've just got your PT ticket, yep. get 50,000 followers because you're hot yep. and then have a, you know 15 grand a month PT online business. Yep. And you don't know what you're doing. Yep. Like, and, and it used to be easy. Uh, now it's a lot harder. and It's a lot more competitive market space. So, you're seeing the experts come back, and they're the ones who are, are now winning. I think. Yep. Hundred percent. From someone who doesn't know anything about social media, that is. <laughs> uh, shout out to my seven followers. <laughs> How many you got, mate? You got a few. Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think I follow like three times who that follow me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out like you got to start unfollowing people. I was like, I don't like. What? No, <laughs> don't do that. I hate that. I hate it with a passion. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't subscribe. I don't to care. That. I just watch your funny videos. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now, and repost some, memes. Yeah, repost. Do you? Yeah. You do do a few memes. Yeah. You and your, you and your I love cat. a good meme. You and your cat. <laughs> Um, let's hit with some, uh, I don't want to call these rapid fire questions, but I've got some questions for you. Hit me. Uh, apart from the one you've already told me about what people don't know, because that's a bit of a, that's a, a big one, obviously. Oh, went, went, went pretty deep, pretty quick yeah. there. Was that the start of the interview? Yeah, start, start of the interview. <laughs> yeah. What do you love most? Um, I was trying, like, I was trying to think of something like, I was, and if I was sitting with Shelly before this and I was like, cool, what do I love the most? And she's like, oh, what's the first thing that comes in your head? I said... Oh, spicy noodles. You know those Shin Ramadan noodles spicy from Colts? She goes, she goes, what about your fucking family? Yeah, we're like, oh, well, nah, spicy oh, noodles. Yeah. <laughs> if, you had, like, top, if you had five things to put on your hand, yeah, like, well, this is what they put in perspective. It of. would be uh, in order. It would be yeah. red, red wine. Okay. Uh, it would be chicken wings. Yep. Uh, spicy noodles. Yep. Uh, Shelly. Yep. Uh, and my family. Hand. And then yep. my, my, oh, my pets. Yep. They're all almost on par with humans. Oh, dog. It's a dog, not a cat, isn't it? I've got, got, got a, uh, a, a pug, and then I've got a big ginger cat yeah. that thinks it's a puma. Like it's it slinks around like it's the size of a like one through horse gap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Killing farmers. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's a big, brutal cat. Yeah. And small deers. Yeah. Um, what are you most afraid of? Uh, oh, it used to be um, used to be public speaking. Funnily enough, and really? any, anyone I talk to, like. You don't shut up, like so. I had to be pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so before I met you, yeah, or even up until so um, when so when they rang me and they said you want to do Ballarat's Dancing with the Stars, mm. uh, in, I think it was 27, 20, yep. When was it? Twenty nineteen. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. And uh, I just said nah. Oh, nineteen. Nineteen. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh, sorry. Then, yeah. Yep. Um, and then I just said no, not a chance. And yep. I was like, what's involved? And they're like, oh, well, you're going to learn a dance for 12 weeks and you're going to raise money for charity and then you're going to dance in front of a thousand people. And I went, no fucking way. And publicity? Uh, yeah. Publicity would have got oh, you over the line. You would, it wouldn't have. Like, no? I, I, I was going to sponsor him anyway uh, as one of the major sponsors, but um, I was just like, not a chance. No. And then I was like, I hung up the phone. I was like, cool. If I can't even talk in front of people and I want to sort of like, grow as a person and like I was in a big sort of mindset stage of like I need to level up level up constantly looking for ways to level up and then it became about conquering fears and I go cool so do you think if you could dance in front of a thousand people you could talk in front of a thousand people Mm -hmm. and I was like yes easy like you know what I mean like dancing so much more embarrassing it was terrifying so after that I've been sweet like that was that was it. I conquered it oh I just yeah I can now I can I I was yeah it's funnily enough like after that it was just like yeah, little stuff. I've been on the news all through COVID. I seem to be on the yep. bloody news every bloody two weeks. Um, oh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what is that? Win news. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, like, you just get very comfortable 
Uh, after that, I was just fine. I yep. never had a problem. I could I could talk quite articulately and. Uh, my um, previous to that, like I'd, I'd freeze, so I'd be talking to you, and then in my brain, I'm like digesting what I'm talking about, and then talking it back to me. So I've got like, like this three way, like noise <laughs> thing. I just go and just like lose the plot. Yeah, trying to talk in front of people. So yeah. even at uni, I was just like sh- shocking at it. Interesting. So now I'm fine. Now I don't shut up. So I, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have picked that. No, nah. I thought you were talking over it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I, yeah. Even back in the day, they go, "Oh, yeah, you, you, you take the talking to them." I'm like, "No, not a chance." Why do, why do it? <laughs> um, do you have any quotes that resonate with you? Anything that you sort of live your life by? Or... I've got two on the on the wall, and they're both by um, uh, American generals. Which is, I don't know if that's a. I'm a bit of a history buff. Yep. Like my my favorite thing to like, I just watch YouTube videos on history and documentaries and, and read countless books. Yep. Um, but uh, there's one by uh, Dwight Eisenhower. Um, I think he was the, the, he was um, uh, a general in World War Two, and then went went on to become I think the 36th American president. Yep. Uh, and he said um, he said he always found um, uh, planning for battle uh, useless, but planning for battle indispensable so he always said like like i think I'll, I'll get it out i'll read it properly so i don't stutter my way through it but um it's it was it's a very powerful quote like for executing so there's two quotes that i love that are my favorite yep uh, in preparation for battle i've always found that, that plans are useless but planning is indispensable have you got this what are you on the notes or something i've just put some notes down oh well done. Yeah. fantastic yeah, yeah. Prepared. yeah prepared uh and then like i think that's just so so true isn't it yep. that like you can plan as much as you want but I, I, like, have you ever had a plan that just goes perfectly to the way you planned it? Uh, not very likely, no. 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 So like, the planning is like indispensable because you sort of map out what it looks like, but it never rolls out like that. You sort of roll with the punches and you just sort of execute, don't you? Let's say that with, like, I remember Taylor's pregnancy. They said, get a pregnancy plan. I said, well, how? How, how, how do you do how, that? How? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're meant to be born now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, uh, and then uh, and the other one is George Patton. Um, and it's a uh, it's a good plan violently executed. Now is it better than a perfect plan next week? So it's a bit of a brutal one. So Patton was a, um, another general in uh, the Second World War. Um, I think it was like the Fifth Armoured, and he was just an executioner. Like okay. he would just cause wreaked havoc for the Nazis. Read that um, again. So if you ex- a good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan next week. So it, like, and and for me. Uh, it's literally speed of execution. So, like good leadership, I think, is being able to process information quickly, yep. make a, a, a decision based on the information at hand, and then execute decisively. Okay. Um, it could go either way. It might not be perfect, but you generally fast action beats. At least you're in, yeah. Yeah, like fast action beats sitting on it for a week yep. and then trying to do it the following week. Because then either the opportunity's gone, the people involved are no, have lost faith in you, at that point, mm-hmm. uh, and no longer take what you say seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's, yeah, it's it's it's, it's good. I like it. It's, they're cool. two very cool quotes um, on, and they, they, you know, these are people that commanded hundreds of thousands of troops yep. and a country. Yep. So they're very like I try and look at a lot of those people um, for that sort of, you know, that's some of the most stressful scenarios on the planet. Yeah. You know, imagine being so Eisenhower was in charge of the. Allied forces in Europe in World War Two. Yep. That's a pretty big fucking responsibility. Yeah. 
Yeah. When, when the Nazis are running rampant and you've got Hitler on the loose. That's, that's a different fucking the gym work. Yeah. Yeah. I've just got to look after a gym membership. Like, sweet. I've got nothing to worry about. So that, that perception yep. uh, and then still diluting their key messages into what you can utilize every day is a, is a, is a cool, it's a cool to- uh, tool, I suppose. Yeah. Yep. So those, those are the two I come up with. Yeah, what's, like what's your favorite? Oh. You've probably been asked already. Teamwork makes the dream work. I don't know. <laughs> Teamwork's hard. Teamwork makes the dream work. All right, and, uh, actually, I've got one. Actually, I quite like the one. Teamwork makes the dream work. I quite like, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a hard one, but I quite like the one where the same water that boils an egg also softens a potato. Last yeah. perspective. I quite like that one. Yeah, that's it. I think um, yeah, I've seen that quite a bit lately. I quite like it's, that uh, one. It's a pretty powerful one, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Is it everything. is perspective. Is everything. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Um, um, next one. Well, there's one I was, what big one I was going to ask you, what was it? Oh, is there anything in life that's just stuck with you? Like, is there something like, for example, my dad earlier, is um, there something that's just always been with you, that you've never left, you, you sort of, not live your life by, but it's sort of... Um, I don't know. I think, um, um, uh, I think, I think something I said to my brother... Uh, I said to my brother that he remembers mm. as sort of a big thing for him. Yep. And then when I think about it, I think that was a pretty, it's a pretty cool way to live life. Yep. Um, and he was asking me, I think it was like, I think I might have been like year nine, year eight. Uh, and he was asking about like, 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 um, like who I'm friends with and things like that. And I just said, look, I'm just um, friends with everyone. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, I just cruise around and I'll get to know the goths, the emos. Like, I just, like, I, I just treat everyone the same yep. as I would like, like to be treated. And, and it's how I've done everything. And that's why I've got probably so many, such a wide friendship network and business network. Yep. Um, and I think that has always stuck with me because it's, it's, so, it's such a true thing. If you just, like, if you just play a straight bat and you treat people with respect. Yep. Uh, and with empathy, yep. you'll go a long way in life. Sure, you'll get burned a few times because you'll end up dealing with people who don't have those same mutual values. Yep. But if you just keep playing the same straight straight bat and that mentality, all the good people sift to the top yep. in your life and all the bad ones just sift out the bottom. So it's a cool little uh, simple sort of way to live life, I think. So I like that, I like that, that one. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, and then my first business mentor, because I, 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 I still work a lot. I'll do a lot of hours uh, I'm more balanced with like what I do. Like I do a lot of my work on my mental health, physical health, uh, so that I can do huge hours at work because I really love it to maximise it. But I remember my first business mentor who built a very, very successful company. He's a couple of years older than me. Um, actually, I think he's about the same age. Uh, he's, he's hugely successful. Yep. And he goes, whatever you're doing, double it. And he goes, it's like, if you want rapid success, it's about intensity. It's and Grant Cardone or something. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> this guy is like a mini... Oh, yeah, that's... A, I think he, th- he said Grant Condone's a wanker, and I think that's because he probably sees a lot of himself in Grant <laughs> Condone. So, um, but uh, yeah, his, his intensity and the way he, like he just his volume of work he executes on yep. is the reason of his success. Okay. So he said that like if you want to be success more successful quickly, do more work. It's as simple as that. Find ways to get more done. Find ways to be more efficient. Yep. You've just got to do the work. There's no easy way to do it. Like, I love looking at all the like the gurus on Instagram. Oh, get up and get up at five and meditate for 15 minutes and then go for a swim, do a triple backflip, eat these vitamins. <laughs> uh, like, like, they just seem to have this like like one-hour rigmarole of what you got to do every morning to prime yourself. Yep. And he's just like, it's all bullshit. Just get up and do the fucking work. Yep. Like, and then like, I'm like, a lot of those people are just trying to sell you products about their ideal morning routine or whatever it is. 
unfortunately, you've just got to find whatever works for you and in your rhythm. And getting up at five, like, like that's not my rhythm. Yep. What I time, actually what work. What time do you get up? Uh, seven. Seven. Six, eight. seven. I used to get up at five, and I just found it a constant battle of yeah. uh, trying to find my sleep cycle. Yep. And and now I just comfortably uh, get up at seven, work all day, uh, you know, go have tea spend time with my family like, and then I'll comfortably work on the laptop till 11 p.m. like 11 30 11 p.m. Yep. and then go to bed yep. so and I find that rhythm works quite well but other people are, they like to get up at you know, 4 and they'll do their hardcore work before 7 a.m. Yep. and then they're knocked off by 3 o'clock every day yep. but it's also your industry like gyms yeah, gyms work late cleaning works late yep. uh, more so than sort of the like the early mornings okay. so yeah awesome um, let's wrap it up. Who do you want to see on the podcast still? Is there anyone in town mm. that you would love to see that um, piques your interest or a friend? Or Yeah, I reckon uh, a really good one for you mm. would be uh, Zachy Hill. So, um, Zach Hill from Volta. Yeah, does used he, to work at, used he runs to work, a few places, does he? Is he uh, yeah, he was a, he's, he's, he's helping be at, uh, he, he's, I think he's, still, he's got a percentage in... Um, uh, what's the one down the lane way there? Pop um, Temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went blank then. Roy Hammonds, is he owned Roy Hammonds? Uh, no, I think, I think he's just helping BT run okay. Roy Hammonds for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he might, I don't, I don't know, you'd have to ask him. But yep. he, he's a really, he'd be a really good one because he uh, sunk a lot of his savings into Volta. So he bought, um, he bought uh, Corova yep. at the live music venue. Yeah, I remember. And then he spent, he renovated the whole thing. Yep. And then he essentially opened for a couple of weeks and then got locked down because of COVID. Oof. So uh, instead of sort of sitting in his wallows, he uh, jumped on his old man's fishing boat and worked for 12 months as a fisherman. Oh, wow. uh, and then he's come back and, and just gone back into work. But I think he'd be really cool to talk to about uh, headspace and, and, and how do you like sink so much money into that and like keep it all together and like, yep. how did you think positively and how did you sort of come out the other side unscathed? I'd like to hear him sort of say that story. I like Could that. Could be a good that's, one. Yeah, that's, I've heard a bit about him but never never met him so that'd be a good one. He's a good dude. Actually, might, I might be going there this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, there's yeah. A, a bit of a... Yeah. You should do the, do the podcast stuff for three bottles of wine at his club. Do you want to... <laughs> why? I'm enjoying this wine. I don't want to make yeah. this a habit yeah. but yeah. like... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe we push the podcast back to the afternoon so it's less, <laughs> less, more socially less accessible. Just get back to work today? Yeah. I've got to go run staff training soon. Okay. So yeah, well, I've um, I've taken the afternoon off. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I had known we're actually going to be drinking red wine, I would have cleared the calendar. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, Dill. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks Cheers for having you, me. Uh, you scale it. Go on. Scale. Oh, <laughs> go on. Give it. A... <laughs> Magnificent. Oh, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. It is. Thanks, Dill. One o four to be precise. Oh. Appreciate you coming on, mate. Thanks for having me, man. It was been no. fun. Excellent. Enjoy. Thanks, mate.